Spartan players are officially back on campus. Duke has us ready to get hurt again. Jerry Jones does not understand HIPAA. And of course, your Twitter questions. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the man who enjoys a good double fisting of Spike Seltzer, Kevin Greck. Greckers, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm great. I got I got two hands. I'm putting them both to use. The only reason I'm not triple fisting is I don't have the tools. Otherwise, you know, I'd be there. You got a little spike seltzer in your life, though. I don't have I don't have the tools, Michael. I don't have the <laughs> tools. So, well, uh, what about you? What about you, Mike Jones? What are we What are we covering today? What What lies in store for me? I'm a listener and I can't read, can't write. I'm excited. There's a new episode. What are we talking about? Well, we will be uh, doing a little green wall action, uh, mm-hmm. covering you know headlines surrounding Michigan State athletics that occurred in the last week. Of course, we'll head off Grand River to cover some of the headlines in, you know, generally speaking, college um, throughout the nation. And then finally wrapping it up with some Twitter questions. And uh, I guess before we got to get to the show, we do have to say a very brief word on behalf of our presenting sponsor, Frazier's Pub, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Packard Street, now open. If you're in Michigan, red alert, they are open with some outdoor seating. Lots of improvements to make sure that you are uh, staying as healthy and safe as possible while you're there. And of course, the beer of the month, which is this month, all day IPA by Founders. For uh, You get a 23 ounce for the price of $4.99. Kevin, that is a steal. That's unbelievable. Imagine you put yourself in John Hubbard's shoes. You know, you just won the Can't Read, Can't Write Twitter competition for, the, for May. You know that there is a uh, th- there is a uh, a Fraser's Pub gift card coming straight to you. Like, can yeah. you imagine that? It's open all day IPA, five bucks. Like, does life get any better? By the way, life I need get any better than that. It doesn't. And I need his address. Do you just want to give it to me right now? Yes, here, Michael. <laughs> this is John's address that he provided us. <laughs> Um, well, uh, yes. Now that uh, people know that we actually take physical addresses, we're going to get a lot less interest <laughs> in our, uh, in our Twitter question, uh, competition for July. Uh, yes. People value their anonymity, but it's worth <laughs> it in the end. It's it is. It. it It's absolutely worth it. Um, with that, Kevin, let's head behind the green wall. Mm. And, uh, it, it sounds like it caught you mid seltzer there. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, pretty good chance. I got two of them. So, <laughs> so let's start with the foot uh, with the, the sport that always leads, uh, football. Yep. And uh, the boys, uh, the the men, are back on campus. They are participating in voluntary workouts soonish. We covered yep. the the protocol last week. Um, I do think uh, the what has changed. Why are we talking about this again? Uh, well, there's not a lot to talk about, so there's that. And okay. uh, also there's uh, Houston had come back a little bit earlier than Michigan State, and Houston has stopped their voluntary workouts. So as much enthusiasm as I have 
about campus coming a little bit back to life. Yeah. A little bit cautious. Yeah, it's a cautious optimism. You want to remain a little bit guarded on this. Like, don't go crazy. Don't set yourself up to be hurt again. But I had not been tracking the hard numbers. They look okay for the state right now. Uh, There are plenty of tests. Not everyone can get a test right now. If you're not in the state of Michigan, you have to have some kind of medical reason. Though my understanding is if you have any reason to believe you might have COVID-19 for any reason, like whether it's a person close to you with symptoms or yourself having symptoms or you're a student athlete returning to campus, (laughs) tests are available. So uh, that's good. Uh, Positive tests are down a little bit for right now. I know that we, I mean, this isn't on our outline, but I know we all saw the videos of what's going on at Harper's. Oh boy. Uh, so the guys, uh, everyone's excited to be back on campus and and hopefully we kind of get this out of our system. And then we, you know, of course we get back to putting our masks on and keeping socially distant because that's very likely to take place. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Michael Mm -hmm. Jones. Yep. That's what's that's definitely if you were an 18 to 22 year old, uh, returning to campus in a housing situation with a bunch of your peers, I'm sure that's exactly what you would do. You would stay yep. in your room and do nothing for 10 days. Exactly. Yep. And uh, I'd be very productive. I'd get caught up on my reading list for the upcoming school year. Um, Maybe I you're might... watching some old film. Yep. Yep. I might write a pen pal or two. Uh, yep. That would be exciting. Maybe, you know, maybe we should do can't read, can't write pen pals. We should have probably set that up uh, yeah. months ago. Great like idea. This. When we hit another global collapse uh, due to COVID-19, we'll set up can't read, can't write uh, pen pals. So keep that in mind. Dear and listener. I anticipate that, you know, within, you know, eight to 10 years, maybe 12, um, you know, given given our sort of luck as uh, adults contributing in the economy, we will have mm-hmm. a, another collapse. So check back in. Can't read, can't write. Hitting 40 and seeing the 401k disappear again. I'm participating in all the bubbles right now. We got some real estate. We got some <laughs> we got some stock market. We got some uh white worthness. I don't I don't know where I'm going with all of this, but uh all the bubbles coming crashing down. Let's bring yep. it on. Um other news, uh, I don't know if this is huge news, but it's news. Uh, Michigan State has added Central Michigan to their schedule for the years 2023, 2027, and 2030. They will pay CMU to play these games $1.75 million in 2023 and then $1.5 million for each of the subsequent two games. Um, I, I mean... I don't mind central games. How, what are, what's your feeling on it, especially considering what an, a kind of awesome um, non-conference schedule we have this year? Personally, I would have liked to have done another Celebrate the State round two. You know, we have four games scheduled with each one of the directionals, uh, the MAC directionals, and go to each one of those campuses. Uh, Eastern didn't take us up on it last time, but I would love to play game at Ryan Stadium. Waldo, I made a mistake. I didn't go last time that I should have. Absolutely. 
So I don't know. I, I thought things financially worked out for those Mac conference teams uh, yep. that hosted games. So maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe the math does fit better for you to just go somewhere. And in fairness, Eastern and Western have been winning those games to some degree, those sure. row power five conference games. So uh, Eastern beat Syracuse and, and Western beat a couple teams too. So they beat Illinois. Eastern beat Illinois, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in that, I, I try and forget that. Beat <laughs> Illinois, of course. Um, so I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen another celebrate the state, but I kind of, I know that people roll their eyes at the Mac schools. I kind of like having more more representation for the state of Michigan on the schedule rather than less. Well, and it also, it, it makes a certain degree of, of economic sense um, for both schools. It, it, well, mm-hmm. I will actually CMU is coming to us, but um, you know, they don't have to pay as much to come play here. It's just, it's just the bus. Yeah. Right. Like it's a, it's a much cheaper, sure thing and they're getting a payday on it. So it's kind of a win-win and they have won that game three times now. So, (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, this is true. Um, but, uh, either way, you know, to your point, I, I also like seeing the, the directional schools, um, you know, I, I enjoy playing them. It's, uh, it is nice to have sort of that, that in-state not right. Do you have one that that you favor over the other two? When it Western. comes to the Western, okay, yeah, I mean, that's a good option. But I think they historically have the best brand. Some great players have come out of Western. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, looking forward to those games. If if and when Earth reaches that point in time, um, basketball news, Kevin. Uh, you know how much I like talking about the, the, the boys who uh, are still in high school. Yeah. Um, it is my favorite, but yes, it is. Um, we we've talked about this. <laughs> now I shouldn't phrase it that way. Um, the uh, so some big news kind of not, but not news is there's a five-star recruit uh, shooting guard by the name of Max Christie, who is long been believed that Max Christie was going to be going to Duke. Um, and lately a couple recruiting insiders, some better than others have put in their crystal balls. For those who don't know, that's sort of their prediction for what's going to happen. And for 24 seven sports the the other, what does rivals call it? I don't know. Something equally dumb. Well, anyway, uh, couple have come in for Max Christie coming to MSU in 2021, which would be a, a huge get. Uh, and it would be kind of nice to take a player from Duke for once. Yeah, maybe. But a couple things of note. One, this is a player from Illinois, which has always been tough for MSU. Two, yep. this is a head to head with Duke, which yep. has always been tough for MSU. Three upper deck jerk guy asked about Max Christie, and I was there first. So you can call me Bacon Wire, man. I was there first. I said it. Uh, but I actually, in the end, fully expect Max Christie to go to Duke. So <laughs> just that's just you pre- preparing yourself emotionally, or 
you know, he's good enough. He could get one of these uh, D League contracts. That's entirely possible. Are we are they? Is it the D League or the G League? What are we calling it? Sorry, it's the it's the Gatorade League. I apologize. Oh. That's oh, okay. my that's my millennialism bubbling up. Zoomers, I apologize. <laughs> um. So uh, I guess we'll just keep an eye on it. I mean, that's um, I I don't know. I, I I'm um, I'm kind of pretty thrilled about Pierre Brooks, our other 2021 get at this point in time, because um, he'll be a long term player. So mm-hmm. um, and that could also be a money basis class. So there's that, too. Yeah. It yeah. could be a very disappointing year. It could be a magical year. Uh, <laughs> we we have we've encompassed the world of possibility so yep. yay um with that let's uh let's have a word from our first not a sponsor uh, kevin do you want to introduce them uh first and only this week right That's right we only got yes. one I, this is really exciting in fact we're starting now to to piggyback off of our previous not a sponsors as they <clears throat> sort of inevitably move into new avenues new professional evolve. avenues uh evolve that's right because this episode of can't read can't write is proudly not brought to you by the andy patterson talent agency that's patterson with an e of course <laughs> are you an administrator or athletics coach with some skeletons in your closet do you share did you share a couple of hilarious jokes 10 years ago that maybe didn't age so well Did you have an affair with a junior staff member? Was there a prostitution ring running out of one of your dorm rooms that you pretended not to know about? (laughs) Well, then the Patterson Talent Agency has two words for you. Guaranteed money. Your livelihood is, let's be honest, going to end suddenly. (laughs) So get paid now. We'll help you call in favors. We'll blackmail. We'll pester. We'll network. We'll hustle. We will do whatever it takes to make sure that you have some ca- some cush money to fall back on when you're inevitably publicly humiliated. So make sure to go to our brand new website hosted by Squarespace, again, Synergy, or visit our satellite office in Iowa City to get that golden parachute, baby. Nice. So. Andy Patterson, talent agency, thank you so much for not being a sponsor of can't read, can't write. And uh, for really, you know, making sure there are financially crippling uh, contracts. People do terrible things. For keeping an eye out for the little guy. (laughs) Uh, With that, Kevin, let's head off Grand River and we have to start with With, with, with something on, literally on Grand River or formerly. Formerly on on Grand River, River, yes. this is this is definitely a story of very local interest. Uh, mm-hmm. So apologies to those of you who didn't go to Michigan State, don't care about this. But the QD, the quality dairy on Grand River is closing. This would be known probably as the, the Gunson side QD, uh, mm-hmm. the one directly across the street from from Big Ten, which is also closed. I don't know. Some of our listeners not, might not be aware a third-party company formerly purchased that location of a Big Ten liquor store going all in on an idea to make that place a marijuana distribution center, which failed. (laughs) East Lansing City Council did not choose that location to be a distribution center. Uh, That was the same reason that the COSI location was closed for so long. Someone was sitting on that 
uh, hoping to turn that into a distribution center. Um, so right now, if you're going home to Gunson Street in the fall, I don't know where you get your 30 packs. But uh, I mean, that was that was a haunt for me. Like, I've got such great memories at that yeah. QD and like driving through the back way and like I what's your favorite quality dairy story uh from your time in in college I don't I mean it was just it was the, so I normally went to the one that was on um Michigan Ave Yeah um we'll call that we'll call that the Brody QD Yeah Honestly, I I don't know that I have a favorite QD memory, but it was just always there. You know, mm-hmm. it it was it was it was like a really great friend that you could do a podcast with who was actually reliable, you know? It was yeah. just always there for me. Yeah. What do you got a you got a good one? Um, well, I mean, I've got a story when I made the joke last week about how convenience stores have uh jägermeister machines that you don't understand why they exist <laughs> i was literally thinking about the jägermeister <laughs> machine in that location of qd um i think of that location as being a place where i so that was my qd for a number of years including my first year post graduation I, some of my former roommates still lived on Gunson street and I would roll into that QD and I would grab a 30 pack and that would be my rent for just living with them for the weekend. Yeah. And, uh, I would just drop it off and whatever happened to it that weekend happened to it. It was theirs. Um, park my car in the backyard and I hang out from Friday night to Sunday morning, uh, at their house. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm going to miss that place. And I also, I, I'm also very worried. Like, where are you going to get your, your 30 packs on that side of campus right now? Uh, I, I'm the 7-Eleven, the 7-Eleven is over there. Um, oh, but that's like, be so nice living in a state that sells liquor and booze out of a convenience store. It's going to be a bigger hike though. It's not going to be nearly as convenient. No, it, it you know what? You're gonna have to put some thought into your 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 alcohol shopping. You're gonna have to play moves ahead, and sometimes you know the. I know that we're all playing alcohol chess, but um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes Look, it's hard to play that many. Having lived games. in Pennsylvania, where everything is run through either distributors or the state-run liquor store, you have to think ahead. I've, I've become very efficient with my alcohol buying. You, you can't impulse buy on it. You can't be like, hey, it's a, it's a Wednesday. I need a 30-pack. You know, that's just not an option. You can, though. You can always go into a bar and get a sixer, right? That's the you, you, yeah, replacement for, for like for crazy $18. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, RIP QD on... GR. I'm pouring out some of my spike seltzer over here. All right. Uh, let's move to uh, a, a more serious topic. Uh, we last week talked about, you know, players speaking out uh, about the situation in Iowa. Uh, you know, I'm sure many people have heard, but their strength and conditioning coach has been let go. 
Um, they have uh, apparently he had actually uh, contracted the services of Andy Patterson talent agency because he's been uh, given one million dollars to say racist things somewhere other than a locker room. Um, <laughs> so cool. Um, but the in a, <laughs> in a day that was um, rapidly evolving, it, you know, I th- Greg in the outline, I think you said it best, which is players across sports are continuing to find their voices and and that should definitely be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, the big news today was Chuba Hubbard uh, running back for Oklahoma state. And for those who don't know, this isn't just any running back. This yep. dude is, uh, oh, the the running back. I mean, he just yeah. How runs many carries did he have last year? Three fifty uh, or something like that. Three twenty eight for nearly twenty one hundred yards and uh, twenty one touchdowns. So he has the workload of a Javon Ringer, basically. Yes. This is yes. Picture in your head if you're not already aware of Chuba, just like Javon level player. Yeah, it's so fantastic. So anyway, there had been a picture that had come out of Mike Gundy, the head coach of Oklahoma State, uh, which he was wearing a, a T-shirt that said OAN on it. For those uh, who don't know, OAN is One American News. It is widely viewed as a right of Fox news. Uh, it's not just network. that it peddles conspiracy theories yes. and, and falsehoods. It's, yes. Creates wedge issues when, where there shouldn't be. Yes. Yes. It, it is. Um, uh, it, it is not coming to the table with um, uh, integrity or honesty. Um, it does not so, operate in good faith. Correct. And so anyway, Mike Gundy actually, who earlier in the year had uh, talked about, OAN uh, in a news conference called it refreshing. Uh, He said, they just report the news. There's no commentary, no opinions. There's no left. There's no right. They just report the news. And I've been watching the last week because they've given us some news and given us more information opinion. In my opinion, some of the positives are coming out. This was all a ramble in about COVID Um, that COVID was not a thing to worry about. Anyway, Getting back to Chuba, Chuba saw the picture, was not happy, understandably so, because OAN has been discrediting um, much of the the movement happening in the black community and, and throughout America, generally speaking, and said that he will not be doing anything, quote unquote, doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change, end quote. Uh, subsequent to that, an O-line lineman tweeted that they stand with Chuba and this was all very exciting. And then we hopped on Twitter to make sure that, you know, we were up on the news and Chuba and Mike Gundy had come out with a video making peace. Um, so it sounds like Mike Gundy had a productive team meeting and heard what his players were saying, understood why, uh, that, that news organization, if you want to call it that, um, was potentially damaging to an important message that's going on right now. And Chuba also said that he made a mistake in doing this all via Twitter, that he should have come straight to Coach Gundy outright. What are your thoughts, Kevin? Uh, well, I mean, one, we already knew this. Mike Gundy is an idiot. Two. <laughs> I'm a man. That he was 40 then. I mean, 
<laughs> now he's like 55. That was a long time ago. Um, I, I guess I'm glad that players are starting to call out that kind of garbage. I mean, this is a thing that years ago, even like 10 years ago, it would not have been acceptable for a player to call out a coach uh, in this way publicly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they would have been labeled like, you know, you know, a cancer in the locker room or something like that. They would have been, they would have been forced to transfer. Uh, they, a message would have been sent to the rest of the team. If you call out your coach for being an idiot, you're, you know, you're going to transfer down somewhere. Um, fortunately, Chuba, um, is in a position. <laughs> no one's pushing him out. Yeah. He's, he is in a position where Gundy needs him more than he needs Gundy. Um, but I hope that this will extend to guys for whom that is not the case. Yes. And we will be able to have better conversations in locker rooms. Um, in this whole process, I've been reminded about, it was not widely reported, but I think we all kind of know if you're a big fan that there were issues in the MSU locker room in 2016 around race and there were problems with players coming back after they use racial slurs and whether or not, you know, the whole team can really vote under those circumstances to reinstate a player. Yep. I, uh, I don't think that whole situation would happen now in 2020. Um, and I think that's probably a, a better thing. I'm not saying that you can't redeem yourself if you used a racial slur in, in, uh, in, regard to a teammate but you probably did lose your opportunity to play football in that at that school um that probably should have been final and i think we would have said the same thing at the time i i don't think think we i mean we didn't have a podcast at the time but i think we did say that i mean yeah i was uncomfortable i was uncomfortable that he was able to come back yeah um and that's that's good we we are trending there. I mean, there's a lot of bummer stuff out there, but I can see the general positive trend not to get all Obama on us, but, um, this is a good thing. This is a good indicator. Um, and I'm, I'm taking this as a, as a small win. Yeah. Right. There's a ton of work, tons of work to do by every single one of us. But the fact that players, and and people, not just players, but you know, people outside of sports are are speaking their truth, and people are hearing them, and and doing their own internal work on on listening to it, learning from it, evaluating themselves based on on the truth they're hearing. Um, that that's all good, and the fact that you're to your point that you're seeing this play out with a a very um, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, you know, unbalanced power dynamic. Um, yeah. That uh, that's encouraging, and, and mm-hmm. you're you're seeing that. Sure, you know, coach, you rule the field, but you don't, you know, sort of rule my human dignity. You don't, um, you know. Uh, there's, uh, you know, we are more than just players, and that's really encouraging. So. <laughs> 
let's move on to one other topic where uh, I guess just not affording people dignity. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has apparently tested positive for COVID. Um, Should we have used his name, Michael? Should we (laughs) an unnamed (laughs) starting uh, Dallas Cowboys running back? (laughs) Well, his agent has confirmed, but uh, so it's look, it, it is continues to not be super surprising that um that things in texas maybe aren't going great from a covid standpoint Mm -hmm. but um what's interesting about ezekiel elliott uh about the news about ezekiel elliott testing positive for covid is that um he interestingly pointed out on twitter that the fact that someone told that to a reporter is a hipaa violation for those who don't know, uh, HIPAA is a law that, among other things, prevents the disclosure of medical information except for in, when you've authorized that release. And then, obviously, you know, those that you've sort of implicitly authorized it to, which is like your insurance company. Mm-hmm. Um, the So, you know, a disclosure of medical inf- information uh, can result in a whole wide variety of things, not the least of which is a, a fine or a lawsuit. But what's curious about Ezekiel Elliott's point is, what are we going to do come football season when we're all doing the testing and all of a sudden you have players who are just out? Are we going to be saying that they're out for COVID? Here's why I don't think this is going to end up being a huge deal. The NFL and college football and basketball and all other leagues can keep a secret when it's important to keep a secret. (laughs) I think they're going to figure out a way you can put things in general terms. You can say that this list of players are in self quarantine this week for, you know, due to either contact tracing or a positive test of some kind. I think we're just now in the very beginnings of this with athletes just now reporting into training camp or onto campus. Uh, so it's all kind of new to us, but if we actually end up getting sports this year, uh, this is going to be routine and we're going to figure out some kind of process for it. Um, in a way that protects the dignity of the players that don't want their COVID status to be public. Um, I, I mean, I think it's just because he's such a high profile player, right? And, and because it's new, I, I think it's going to be a bummer. I mean, that's one of the problems with this is that there's going to be a huge, um, like social, uh, pressure to play. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I mean, th- this might be a good thing for the Cowboys if, in fact, you can't get COVID nineteen a second time. Um, you, they got your, they got their running back for the year, right? Yeah, a few weeks. Um, um so it, that yeah, this assumes that he doesn't uh, suffer any, you know, of course, of course, long term health consequences. Um, yes, it, this is sort of adjacent and and. I think we just kind of forgot to put it on the outline, but Ohio State um, recently required its players to sign what it's 
presented as a pledge. It's um, not a contract. It is not a contract, but if you're under 18, your parents have to sign it. Yes. Um, so, again, despite the fact that the athletic director has told ESPN that he does not view this pledge, not waiver, pledge, as a legal document, um, it it's it, the the pledge, among other things, seems to uh, make it so it seems to indicate that you are giving up certain legal ramp uh, legal remedies if you get sick with COVID after playing sports. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be. It, this isn't going to be unique to Ohio state. And frankly, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be unique to a whole host of public activities. I, I wouldn't be surprised if when you buy a ticket for Spartan football this year, yeah. if on it is, you Some know, it's a license a with a, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we don't need to get into the minutia of, um, of the law on this because there are plenty of, of legal issues at play, but it is nonetheless interesting that, um, schools are, are putting these, this on their players. I'm very curious if a player said no, if they would be allowed to keep their scholarship. They, I, I mean, at MSU explicitly you are right. Well, right. No, I'm just saying other schools um that maybe aren't as virtuous (laughs) uh we haven't gotten there yet though i I don't think we've heard of any cases of schools threatening to withhold scholarships i mean this is a societal issue too i we know that um many industry lobbies have been going to congress saying like you need to protect us from liability for operating, say, the meat industry was a big one uh, right. a couple months ago. Um, it's possible that Congress is going to enact some kind of legislation that absolves all public and private entities from, um, you know, from um, liability yeah. for for COVID nineteen. If such a thing is possible, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't read law blog, and I didn't go to law school, but, um, this is something that we're going to be grappling with for years, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's certainly, uh, the buzz around class, around class action lawyers right now, but we are now definitely kind of, um, getting, this is becoming much more of a legal podcast. We want to talk about the Supreme court right now. <laughs> <laughs> big one, big uh, one today coming down. Gorsuch, uh, who had Gorsuch? <laughs> Bingo. Uh, actually let's get into Twitter questions, but before we do, we want to give a quick note from our second real sponsor. Uh, this one is from our dear friend, Brandon Sands, who is a mortgage loan originator. He wants to let you know that mortgage rates are the lowest they've ever been in history. And if you were in the market to buy a home, or perhaps if you're paying over 4% on your current mortgage, now might be the time to refinance. Brandon has closed over 10,000 loans and works for one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country, guaranteed rate. rate. Um, Brandon sets himself apart from others by his consultative approach. He will sit down with you, go over your long-term, short-term goals, talk about your credit, talk about your income, talk about what your sort of five-year plan is, and then help you select the right mortgage product for you. 
Um, that consultation is absolutely no obligation, totally free. If you want to get in touch with Brandon, you can reach him at rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's R-A-T-E dot com backslash B-R-A-N-D-E-N-S-A-N-Z. Rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. All right, Greg, let's head into those Twitter questions. Let's do it. Uh, and first off, uh, let's acknowledge Mr. Garber asked, uh, was he too snarky last week? And this was in uh, reference to us uh, kind of skipping past his Iowa football related questions and going on to the other topics that he's had. So do you want to talk how, about how we curate Twitter questions right off the top? Did we, I, I'm not, I'm not looking at last week's outline. Did we cut them completely? I thought that we under we were under the understanding that we had addressed them, but um, yeah. So I think we had we had, Anthony. I think we had felt like we had already talked about Iowa and um, didn't want to. We didn't want to pile on too much initially. I, I think we said last week, um, and if this is paraphrasing because we spent more time on it, but that we were certainly very disappointed with what was happening at Iowa and didn't love everything about their response. But it seemed like there was a very real possibility that Kirk Ferentz would do the right thing here and that he was turning to his players to find out if he would be part of the solution or if he could be part of the solution and seemed to get team buy-in. Now, him asking players if he can be part of the solution, you might think is a little bit like the. the aforementioned vote on whether a player can return or not. Um, But Kirk seemed to be saying the right things and he seemed genuine in his desire to make a better culture. Uh, TBD, I mean, on whether that's true, but so we weren't deliberately moving past your questions. Um, It just felt like we had done a whole segment on them. Uh, yeah. But we like we like the sass, generally speaking. Yeah, uh, or give it to snark. us, man. It, God knows Raymond Chains and the Upper Deck Jerk guy do every week. Um, <laughs> we like the abuse. So uh, uh, I live for your hate, buddy. Um, yeah. oh, so I first real not. question. First real question is, what's the best, quote unquote, local food you would recommend? Can be from any specific city slash country, et cetera. Uh, well, I'm going to put, I'm hoping you have a more worldly answer for this than I do, but I'm going to put in a plug for Detroit style because you get Coney, you get Detroit style pizza. I mean, those are two amazing foods. I mean, they will put you in an early grave, but they are fantastic foods. Um, I, I know there's a ton of good street food out there. Like Vietnamese street food is supposed to be fantastic. Um, like. What do you, street, what came immediately? In California is amazing. Um, I mean, some of the barbecue, especially down in Austin is amazing, mm-hmm. but I, I got to go to something that's near and dear to my heart and it's a cheesesteak. Mm. Look, I, a, a good cheesesteak is the best, not that crap you got from Subway or pretty much probably anywhere in the state of Michigan. Come to the city of brotherly love, come to Philadelphia, some places in Jersey, but go to Philadelphia and get a cheesesteak. Do not go to Pat's or Gino's. They're the tourist spots. They're garbage. 
but pretty much anywhere else in Philly, you get a cheesesteak. Oh, so good. Jonesy um, gave me a, a guided tour of cheesesteak in Philadelphia, and I, I can attest it was. Did we solid. go to Jim's? I don't know. I went where you took me, man. I think we, we yeah, that was a that was a, a long night before my wedding. <laughs> um, next question from Anthony is most underrated bar in East Lansing. Uh, so I think this this is hard for me because I have such an understanding of all the bars in East Lansing. I will say if you haven't been there, you might have more fun at the tin can than you would expect. And you're definitely getting out of there for way less money than you like. It's worth a shot because it's not going to cost you a whole lot. Um, would you count Dagwoods as I mean, I know it's Lansing, but that was going to be my next thing. If you're willing to just sort of skirt the western side of East Lansing, Green Dot Stables is fantastic. Uh, give them an opportunity. And Dagwoods is the best burger in the Lansing area for my money. Everyday burger special. Like you can't beat that. So um, those are my, those were the first things that came to mind. What about you? What do you uh, I, about East Lansing? So, uh, I mean, obviously it's the land shark. <laughs> I, it says underrated. Well, it's underground. Like, it's, I mean, eat, <laughs> shark bowls are still, are so good that even with all of the press that they get, they're still underrated. Still not appropriately rated. Um, okay. So I, you know, I was thinking about this question and I, and I just, I'm not as well versed. I was more of a house party person and I recognize that I would probably feel very different if I was living in East Lansing currently because it would be weird if I was showing up to college parties. But, um, yeah, I I was going to say it's not re- I think Woody's is actually kind of underrated as a bar. It's not a bar anymore. What? They don't serve booze anymore? Well, the Grand River uh the Grand River location wanna... doesn't exist. What? All right. It, it, no one asked me questions about East Lansing. It's been a decade plus. <laughs> it um, is a fantastic place to go. Uh but it it no longer they don't have a location that serves alcohol as far as I'm aware. And if that's wrong, someone please tell me, but I, I believe the only location is on Trowbridge and they don't, they don't serve alcohol though. They should. Anthony, uh, we're going to, uh, say that your next question is too snarky because you asked, what are our thoughts on the news about the QD? I don't want to answer your question. Cause I already answered it. <laughs> Last question from Anthony is power rank. The great lakes. All right, I think we snake draft this. Are you are you ready? Ooh. ooh, ooh. Uh, do you okay. want to go first? Or you want to go second? You got it. You go first. All right. Obviously, you take Lake Superior as number one. One. What? It's called Superior. Two. It's the biggest body of fresh water on the planet. Three. It's like it houses Michigan's only uh, uh, national park in isle royal like lake superior is i know that people don't spend a lot of time on it but it is the best great lake uh isn't sleepy bear dunes is that a national seashore or is it a national park that's a national shoreline shoreline whatever well i'm taking michigan obviously obviously that that you left that there for me is hilarious I mean, superior Go. is your turn. It's a snake draft. You get two, but it's very obvious from here on out. 
Oh, well, I was going to say Ontario. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, if you want, is that because Toronto's on it? Is that why? Is that the appeal? I mean, yeah. Okay. And isn't, isn't, uh, wait, 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 wait. Am I, am I mis- mistaking my legs? Which one is uh, Cedar Point on? That, oh, that's the worst one. That's eerie. Oh, all right. Well, that, no, I still take, I take Ontario. Okay. Then I take Huron and then I take Erie. Erie's the worst of them. Algae bloom like. Um, <laughs> but you get Cedar Point. Uh, I mean, sure, I guess. Does all it, right. No one goes in like Erie when they're at Cedar Point, though. It's just sort of there. It's available. We, we're not going to spend more time on this. There's your power <laughs> rankings. Uh, next up is Stizzle. Welcome, Stizzle, to the pod. Glad to have you. Uh, asking, with maybe 20% capacity, will the secondary market for tickets be ridiculously high or not at all? I think they're going to be high. I mean, just supply and demand. If You're assuming a lot about demand. If you can prove to ticket holders that it is safe to go there, and I, I think that's going to be a hard ask for someone like me personally. Um, but I think what we're seeing is that there's a lot of folks willing to go out to places. And when we, you consider that if you want to park in the front or back of Spartan Stadium, it, t- it costs you 10 grand to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I there is a market for these tickets and there's going to be some hurt feelings over how the athletic department ends up divvying these things up. I say again, if the students are not included, that is deeply messed up. They're going to be included, but I think your Spartan fund level is going to have to be pretty high to get an invitation to tickets this year. All right. Uh, Sizzle. Thanks for the question. Hope to see you again. Uh, Next up is the upper deck jerk guy who (laughs) first asks, do you even lift bro? Uh, I row occasionally, uh, but I, I got a pump going right now. I've got double fisting, uh, hard seltzers. So yeah, I'm lifting. I'm lifting. I'm doing my part. I'm swole, bro. I'm swole. Uh, can I get a spot? Uh, next up is, can I get a picture of you two for my Avi? I mean, we made it. We can shut down the podcast right now. Uh, there were two things that we wanted when we set out to do can't read, can't write one was just be acknowledged by Drew Stanton. (laughs) But two is to, is to take the vaulted spot as the upper deck guys, uh, avatar. And the answer is no, he's got to go find it for himself, right? Like you can't just tee it up for him. Yeah. That is the fun though. He does have a picture of you. So that he hasn't used it. Honestly, says a lot about how he feels about you. <laughs> we'll talk about it when he comes on. Uh, next question is, what is your favorite quote from pop culture? From just pop culture. <laughs> yes. from, oh, your favorite pop culture quote. Um, go, go ahead. You, you go first. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is you're out of your element, Donnie. That's good. That's good. Um, th- I don't know if this is from pop culture. That's what when... she said. What? No, that, that's another that one. Not it though. That's not it. 
All right. When I am in a situation where there's a toast that's being called for and no one has a toast. How often does this happen to you? It happens like it tends to happen as things go on more and more. Um, (laughs) I like to say Bush did (laughs) 9-11 as as my toast. (laughs) That's what I default to. So, so that's I want, my I favorite want to be clear. pop culture quote. You are you are finding that you're increasingly in scenarios where <laughs> a toast is required, but no one will give one, and then your response to that is, "Oh, I got it. Bush did nine eleven. Bush did nine eleven. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh." What's the most critically acclaimed movie that you haven't seen? Uh, I have not seen Citizen Kane, which is like the critically acclaimed film, right? Yeah, I was thinking uh, that or uh, Casablanca. I have not seen. We got to we got to get an old projector reel. We got to sit down. We Mm -hmm. got to get some hard seltzers and we (laughs) got to. Actually, that sounds like it wouldn't be a bad time at all. That would probably be a little bit of fun. Mm hmm. Just getting ripped mm-hmm. on seltzers and watching classic movies. Um, next question from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy is, would you rather get the COVID or take a cross-country trip with Dick Vidal, Dan Dockich, and Zanjo? For those who don't know, Zanjo is going with you, butt boy 69 <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take one uh, for the team, for everyone. I'm going to take a cross-country tip, trip with our friend, Dickie V. And uh, I'm going to accidentally leave him at a truck stop somewhere where the hills have eyes. Um, I'll, I'll have stomached it long enough. He'll go in. He'll get all excited about these. That's not these bad. Little Debbie's uh, available at the truck stop. And I'm going to speed off. And uh, that'll be the last that we have to deal with Dick Vitale. What about you? You got to do voices more often. Um, I, yeah, I, I take the trip. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think at least once, um, I accidentally back into dockage just like, <laughs> Oh, didn't see you there, buddy. Just, just a little tap, just a little tap. He'd believe it too. Uh, next up from the upper deck jerk guy. Do you ever wonder <laughs> what peeing on an electric fence feels like? Uh, I feel like, uh, I know, and it's, it's the, the feeling I get when I hear the voice of my co-host. Ooh, ooh. Cause it gives you a little tingle in the, in the pingle. Is that what this is about? A little tingle in the nethers. I've never felt so alive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up from the Epidec Jerk Guy, unless you had something to contribute on that. No, I already did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if we have a football season, what percentage of our kickoffs will be touchbacks? Uh, well, last season it was not particularly high, if I recall, in spite of the new uh, rules. Because, um, I mean, the new strategy is to try to like pin them at the one, right? So, um, well, that was always a strategy, but it's it's perceived to be maybe a little bit easier to do now. So, you can't pin in in a kickoff. But like they they get the ball at the one if if oh, possible. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I would. I don't have the stats in front of me, and I could look them up if you want. <laughs> if 
if you want to listen to that. 25%. Uh, that's what I'm going with. Boom. 25. That might be super low. Uh, next up from the upper deck jerk guy. Do you think we'll see special teams touchdown this year? I've an I, easy answer. To this I question. do. I do. I actually think we will see a special teams touchdown this year. I have no reason to think we will. So I'm going to say no. Next up from the upper deck jerk guy. Will Joey Hauser declare after this year? Strong possibility. Uh, I, he, he will at least take a look for mm-hmm. sure. He will take a look. Um, and he's going to get think, minutes. Yeah. And I think he is, ends up being somewhere in that 50, 50 to 80, 20 likelihood that he goes camp. Like we are seeing with Tillman right now. Like I, I just, I think he's going to be there. So mm-hmm. how about you? You got a different sense? Yeah, uh, I would say, I mean, it's entirely speculation unless you've really breaking down his Marquette film, um, but uh, he'll probably take a shot at it. He's going to get minutes. He's going to get points. He's going to get opportunities. So, And the way that Izzo talked about just how useful he would have been on the team last year uh, leads me to believe that that uh, he's the real. Yeah, guy. that worked out, huh? We didn't burn <laughs> a red shirt a year for we didn't burn an eligibility year for a guy that uh, wouldn't have been able to play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. All right. That's fair. All right. Hey, silver linings. Yeah. Um, next Still up got the is, big 10 championship. Uh, another first timer, Elon Bloom. Uh, thank you for coming to the pod. What do you think Joshua Langford will average this year for scoring assists and rebounds? Mm. Um, so without, Looking up Josh Langford, I'm going to go relative to his career average. I'm going to go slightly down on scoring, slightly up on assists, and slightly down on rebounds. What do you think? Oh, all right. Well, I thought you were going to give me some numbers. Um, Well, I could look them up, but again, do you want me to do that on the podcast? I'm going to go nine, four, two. Okay. All right. I just don't I don't think he's going to get that many minutes. It's hard. It depends on we are assuming in this that Aaron Henry season. we're assuming a full basketball season and we're assuming that Aaron Henry is coming back cuz I think we we both along with the entire fan base kind of think that he's coming back, right? Yeah. So that makes things a little bit more difficult for Josh Langford, but he's a very established player and he'll be able to uh, dish it a little bit more to a rocket Watts that is going to be taking a lot of shots <laughs> yes, too. Yes, he will. Um, I can't, I gotta reemphasize this to everyone. You are going to see different play from the point guard position in 2020 than you saw in 2019, 2018, 2017. So <laughs> just get a just rocket. Rocket is afraid of no moment. Yeah. Um, Next up is Raymond Chains with a this week on the D'Antonio cam, which, uh, frankly, this one made me laugh pretty hard. Uh, D'Antonio forgets to pick up the grandkids after developing a PlayStation fixation. Will he be able to make it up to them? Or Coach D's daughter stuns dad by announcing she's dating an Ohio State fan. I don't think that would bother him. Michigan fan would bother him. He was yeah, an Ohio he, State coach. He won a national He's from Ohio. Player. Oh, Raymond, I've enjoyed these these sitcom uh, uh, premises that you've been giving us, but I, I don't think that would bother him at all. I want Raymond to put together a supercut of us answering the D'Antonio cam questions. Um, 
I I do love the the visual of D'Antonio like staying up way too late playing PlayStation. Maybe even maybe went back to when the last time they did a NCAA football. Yeah, he found out that NCAA 2021 is going to come out, so he like got the oldest one, and he's just like, "All right, this is how I coach now. This is how I connect with the youths." Uh, next up from Raymond is, can I refrain from MSU football questions until I feel greater certainty that the season will happen? As long as you you keep these D'Antonio sitcom, uh, we should come up with a name for what Raymond Shane's D'Antonio sitcom is called. Um, you, as long as you can keep those coming, you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and of course you can refrain from whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, we like the sports questions too, you know? This, yeah. this it intended to be a sports podcast. Um, next up from Raymond is where are you white virtue signaling leftist angry about this week? Apparently it's OAN. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently OAN uh, operating in bad faith was not expecting you to talk about that earlier today. And then what do you know? <laughs> then Look, uh, you know, uh, OAN, like, can't read, can't write, is part of a well-balanced media diet. And <laughs> you Woof. should feel free to... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that I'm... Was, I don't... I'm, I continue to be angry about people not wearing their masks. Yeah. I will continue to be my rage. Just wear GD mask. Um, wouldn't you be happy, Raymond asks, for 50 games of baseball this summer? That'd be lemonade for a parched throat. Uh, yeah. I mean, at this point, baseball's got to put it together, man. It's been another whole week of like nothing. So they had a golden opportunity here, and they just yeah. squandered it entirely. They really screwed it up. Um, that thing might not. It's one of those situations that it seems like it's trending really bad, but it could just put itself together one day when they come to the realization that they're like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And if they really want to divvy up billions of dollars, they got to actually play baseball. Um, (laughs) but I mean, yeah, I, yes. Um, I, but I, I also do think that the longer that time goes on and the more certain the plans become around at least the NBA, Maybe the the NHL, like the less that baseball will continue to to matter, because um, I'll watch I'll watch playoff basketball. That's yeah, I mean, sure. If if baseball is, on, I think we said this last week, but if baseball is on on like the weekend or I can have it on the radio while I'm doing yard work or something, cool. But I don't know. Yeah, I'd be yeah. thrilled to go to an amateur game or to a minor league game. That'd be great. Yeah, no Thirsty Thursdays at uh, Cooley Law Stadium this year, unfortunately. La- uh, next up from Raymond Chains is, are you part of the anti-Raymond Chains Twitter deep state? Bro, Raymond, you're our Q, man. We're, we're, we're all of your followers. You're our QAnon. Um, <laughs> do you just send us cryptic messages about D'Antonio and his life, and we interpret them in strange ways and make that the basis of our identity? So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, do feel like if Raymond did start a burner account that was like D'Antonio QAnon, 
people <laughs> would not find it as funny as it should be because they'd be like, QAnon is spreading nonsense and uh, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, yeah, I know, but that's what makes the bit funny. That's the bit. That's the whole bit. Because the notion that there's a QAnon about D'Antonio is... Anyway, um, if you don't know what QAnon is, don't do not look Google this it. One up. <laughs> do no, don't nope, nope, nope. Leave please, yourself nope. in blissful ignorance. Don't, don't ruin yourself. <laughs> At least it don't will go with bum an open mind. you out. Don't go with an open mind. <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, last question from Raymond Chains is: What are your favorite legal ways to get high? I think we may have kind of answered this question before and unless something, if I'm not remembering something, Kevin, and I know you're probably a little self-conscious about answering this question, but I don't, neither of us partake. Yeah. We're pretty, I mean, uh, I mean we've got alcohol in front of us right now. Yes. So. I mean, we're drinkers, uh, but uh, getting high but is we're not, not, not my cup of tea. Yeah. We're not driving either. So it's not hurting anyone, but our dumb little livers. And who cares about them? No judgments to people who do enjoy the marijuana, though. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just not my cup of tea. Um, oh, uh, but the answer was huffing. <laughs> you picked a non-legal way. <laughs> I've huffed so much, I don't know what's legal anymore. <laughs> You're Charlie from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> CTNTC asks, what's the worst injury you've ever had? And Andrew Elms jumped in and replied, uh, Middle Tennessee State University. And that is truth. Uh, can I, I, think, I think that fan base took the Syracuse loss harder than Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. And if you're of a certain age, I mean, I really, I really felt that Drew Stanton injury at Michigan. Yeah. That one hurt. Yeah. That one That's hurt a fair. lot. Um, um, but if we're going to interpret this as a personal injury, uh, what are you going to go with? Well, I suppose my brain surgery doesn't count because it's not really an injury per se. Um, so explain quite a bit. <laughs> um, I, uh, I messed one of my knees up pretty good. Um, not in a way that required any surgery or anything, but like every now and again, it just buckles the wrong way. Uh, playing hockey um and that one's kind of stuck with me but um and i couldn't really walk on it for a little bit so i don't know i burned myself yesterday two days ago this is a recurring theme like we have to take you aside and ask you like well this one was real this one was real dumb i i (laughs) i had started a fire in our fire pit and then went to go move the uh you know the lighter the you know it's one of the ones with the long stick Mm -hmm. and the the front of it um hit me in the arm and just there's gonna be a scar there (laughs) it's not good okay we gotta get you away from things that are hot uh next up from ct and tc favorite style of pizza Uh, it's it's new york oh dude detroit Next up, uh, it's the year 2050. Humanity is balancing amazing achievements in technology <laughs> with increasing diminishing natural resources. Is Curtis Blackwell still suing MSU? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 
he's had three different uh, lawyers get disbarred over over these because uh, it's the year 2050 and Andrew Patterson just got his law license back. Mm-hmm. He's a head floating in a in a glass case like Futurama. Uh, last question from CT and TC is what MSU player do you think would have had a better NBA career if they stayed another year and which one stayed too long? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go stayed too long. Darrell Summers probably would have been drafted way higher if he had gone, because he had like a, a breakout um, NCAA tournament that uh, he was feeling pretty good afterwards. And we've seen... But here was Kalen Lucas when he got hurt. Uh, well, that would be a good one too, because he got hurt for his senior year. So maybe that Achilles injury never would have happened. Um, or at least he would have gotten paid before it did. I'm going to go with Deontay Davis as staying another year. I know that he had personal circumstances that made that difficult, but my understanding is that he is no longer in the NBA, right? Sure. Last I looked, um, and that bums me out because there was a lot. He had a lot of physical gifts. And um, I'm not saying that the NBA can't be a development league. It definitely can. That is a fallacy. But it is um, difficult to make a team sometimes. So those are my two answers. What about you? Um, I'm I'm with you on the uh, stay too long. And I kind of already gave my alternate theory. Um, I know, this is probably a recency bias, but I gotta believe Nick Ward maybe should have stayed another year. I can buy though for him the argument that he was going to end up going one way or another. Like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. Big Ten teams had sort of figured out how to handle him to a degree, although he still had some beastly games his last yeah. year, um, and he kind of was going to be what he was going to be for mm-hmm. the NBA. So I don't know. I don't know about that one. I, I can see that going both ways. Um, all right. Next up is Sawyer like Tom. Apparently there's a reading of the Mayan calendar that suggests the world ends in two weeks. How are you spending your last days before the apocalypse? Bonus round. What will wipe us all out? I feel like the Mayans are a bit like um, the reasonableists from Parks and Recreation. Because mm-hmm. wasn't the the world supposed to end in 2012? Uh, yeah, maybe it did. Mo- maybe it did, and we're all in a <laughs> Matrix style simulation, and that explains a lot. Yes. In um, fact, I I've always pointed at when Dennis Rodman became a de facto U.S. envoy to North Korea as the as the moment that we should have been like, wait 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 uh but maybe it is the mayan apocalypse of 2012 maybe we all did die and this is all our fever dream that we're living right now before Mm -hmm. our brains uh finally explode um yeah so my last days uh i don't know clocking in doing my work gonna do some more yard work this weekend drink some seltzers record oh yeah i'm not gonna do something exciting with my last days are you serious like what um i'm gonna go out like an american working Mm -hmm. tending to the family drinking Uh, middle class man 
Uh, bonus round, what will wipe us all out? I don't know. I mean, what we've got killer wasps. We've got a plague. What are some other biblical things that we're missing out on right now? Toads. Brain. Toads. Toads get us all. Damn toads. God, should have known it was toads all along. <laughs> Next up from Sawyer Like Tom is, what is the worst part of moving aside from all of it? Greg, you're an expert here. Uh, yeah, for those that don't know, I worked at a moving company during the summers in college and then worked at that moving company as my first job after graduating. The worst part about moving your own stuff is grappling with all of the stuff that you have that you don't need, but it's like sentimental and you're going to pack it anyway. That's you got to you got to purge. You got to do a hard purge like weeks beforehand. It's hard to move yourself, man. It's so much easier to move someone else where you're just like put crap in box and move on. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> related question. What's the most questionable way you've ever packed something? You probably don't actually even know. You probably pack something so wrong. It's unreal, but you thought that you were doing a good job of it. Um, if you've ever packed a glass, not straight up or down. That is probably the worst way you've ever packed something, and you're oh. lucky it made it through. What, I what consider I myself very lucky all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think um you you pack like uh, if you pack like a a pot and then you decide to put things inside of it, um because that makes sense, right? Like, oh, that's just empty space that's not being occupied. That's pretty good, actually. I mean, it guarantees that nothing's going to get crushed in there, so. That's fine in my book. Oh, well, I just mean that it adds a very, very heavy, uh, very specific point of weight on on the okay. box. Anyway, put it in a small enough box and make sure right. it's properly taped. Is this a moving podcast now? <laughs> this is not the moving screen. Uh, do you go for sweet or savory brunch, mimosa or Bloody Mary? This is going to be inconsistent, but it's always savory brunch. But then it's also always mimosa. What about you? Ooh. Um, I am oftentimes torn on the sweet or savory, and so I will order both. Uh, and I'm a bloody guy. Wow. I, I love a mimosa, but uh, if you've got a bloody that sounds tasty, I will order that. And finally, from Sawyer Like Tom, give me ideas for a socially distanced going away slash house cooling party. Ooh. Keep in mind, we currently live in less than 800 square feet. Well, um, don't have one? yeah it's um, not gonna be inside <laughs> uh meet at a park um and bring all the things that you don't want and require people to take them Ooh, they're those are the party favors yes or junk <laughs> yes i love that actually give everyone a gift bag and it's just something from your home that you do not want anymore and, and then, it's not a take your wedding favor from your the table over there as you leave sort of thing. You present each one of your guests with <laughs> part of your junk and you make it really personal. I and love you this. Make them take it home. And, and feel you have guilty about getting rid of it. You also have a uh, uh, sort of the registry information for your house warming registry mm. <laughs> so that they can order you the things that you want for your new place. Not a thing, by the way. Let's not let this catch on. Not a thing. <laughs> um, thank you, Sawyer Like Tom. Next up, from John Hubbard, reigning champ. We all know there isn't going to be football this year, right? Can we please stop pretending? 
No, John, we need the listens. We need yeah, the this hope. Was a, this was a pretending podcast. You'll <laughs> notice that uh, the tone of our voice is upbeat. Uh, so we're <laughs> living in ignorant bliss right now. Um, next up from John Hubbard, you have the college sports infinity stone and you can make whatever conference you want, regardless Ooh. of geography, football and basketball, both men's and women's who's Ooh. in the conference. This, the, the, the women's piece makes it very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I think sadly be, well, if we have the Infinity Stone, does that mean that we can put schools in other conferences? Sure. Yeah, so you get to do whatever you want. We're going to ditch Michigan entirely, and we're going to make them play, uh, I don't know, like East Carolina and NC State. And, okay. Or, no, Michigan's got to travel out west. They're playing New Mexico, New Mexico State, Wyoming. <laughs> That's who Michigan's playing every year. Um, but, uh, as for who would be in my conference, I don't know that I would change it a ton if I'm being honest. Right? Like, so, I mean, who, who do you want to ditch through? This is kind of an iteration of our last, uh, was it last week that someone asked or two weeks ago? Yeah. Like, all right. So maybe I ditched Northwestern Rutgers in Maryland, right? Like, so and Nebraska cuz I I don't want Nebraska. So what th- what four schools am I adding? Wow, that was a direct shot at your father. That was mean. Like all of a sudden this podcast destroying families right now. John, Wait, why ne- you're tearing us apart. Is John's dad- is John's Nebraska alum? No, your dad's a, a big Nebraska fan. No, he's not. Uh, he has some Nebraska fandom in him. He's a For Utah sure. Ute fan? He's a Formerly, I promise, Notre Dame fan because you know they were on national TV when he was a kid. And he's a USC fan. Again, for similar Nebraska reasons. I like there's some Nebraska. I, I've talked to your dad about Nebraska. <sighs> then you know my father in ways that I never will, and that makes me deeply uncomfortable. Anyway, move on. Mm-hmm. We never answer the question. Jet Lee from the 2001 film The One knocks on your door <laughs> and tells you. He's from a parallel universe where there is no COVID. March Madness <laughs> takes place, and a Cassius-led MSU team wins the Natty. He tells you he can take you back with him, but only if you are a Duke fan. Do you go? All I have to do is lie to Jet Li from 2001's The One. That's the movie that the entire trailer was built around the sickness by Disturbed, right? I don't remember, but that sounds... Uh, it, it sounds spot on for the time where it's just ooh, wah, ah, ah, over and over and over again. <laughs> sounds right. I mean, I mean, I'm going with him because he was pretty, he was pretty badass in that film. So uh, I'll lie to him. I'll let him go away. And then I'll just slink back up to East Lansing in this alternate universe that can't possibly be worse than this one. What about yeah. you? Uh, I mean, it, I'm with you unless it is a requisite that I somehow have to have a some sort of shibboleth uh, to prove my Duke fandom, in which case, no, nah, I, I can't. I, I can't. I, I can't. Sorry, Jet Li. <laughs> Count Dracula cannot be my coach. Um, on a scale of is that dust from change uh, from changing to furnace? Wait. All right. I think this is a typo on your part. 
On a scale of, is that dust from changing the furnace filter to, I am the hunter's moon descended from the heavens. My skin is like that of the line between the light and the dark of our lunar companion. How's your farmer's can coming? <laughs> um, I, uh, I have not, you're way overestimating the amount of time that I've managed to spend outside. Um, we can't be social right now. It's tough. There's, there's no farmer's tan that I'm aware of. What about you, Jonesy? You, you're toiling in the garden. I am, you're, but you're... I am deeply, deeply afraid of, uh, of the skin cancer and, mm. uh, with the little one in my life, um, and knowing how important it is to protect him from the sun, I've gotten much better about protecting myself from the sun. Mm. So I've been SPF 50'd up because players wear sunscreen. Maddie Bear is up next. <laughs> welcome, Maddie. Do not welcome your question, but it is who naked? Who naked, Jonesy? Who naked? Well, I'll say this, Maddie Meh. Uh, this is a PG 13 Apple podcast. Um, you know, don't want to get that explicit, uh, designation. It's bad for the SEO. Uh, let me just say though, my man, there's a reason. Which SEO do you think we're really getting? We get some. All right. We get some for sure. Uh, there's a reason this isn't a a visual podcast. We like to keep it loose (laughs) over here. Keep it. It's not visual for you all but it is very visual and sensual for us. <laughs> uh, air it out. Anyway, last up is Verbose Dutch coming back. Welcome back, Verbose Dutch. We missed you. Um, is MSU making a mistake by not being more active than Transfer Portal, specifically at QB? Pickings are thin, but there's still some intriguing players such as Trello third and Michael Johnson Jr., uh, I will say that I wouldn't want, uh, Mel Tucker as a brand new coach to go transfer crazy. I think that is a fool's errand. I think what you want to do is be building from the ground up and be ready to have a team that's yours. that are your guys around year three, year four. I think that is the path to success as a brand new college football coach. And I'm, I am grateful that he doesn't appear to be going that way. With that said, it has been the position of this podcast that the quarterbacks that we have seen on the football field probably aren't the answer for this upcoming football season. Uh, And it's never a good sign to me when the most popular guy is someone that uh, we've never seen take a snap. so, yeah, I would have preferred that there was at least some activity on the transfer portal for MSU. Yeah, though I do think if you if you get a transfer at QB, it I mean it's it's weird because we have a pretty decent receiving core for next year, but I I do think it puts an uncomfortable uh, expectation on a brand new coach about what immediate success should look like. Um. To Kevin's point, build from the ground up. And uh, and I also, I, I got to believe that that kind of thing might be really demoralizing to the locker room. Don't you think? 
A graduate t- transfer would have been perfect. If there was a good graduate transfer out there that you can get a one-year guy, very established, very mature, and signals yeah. to Rocky Lombardi that you should probably also be in the transfer portal. I'm sorry, Rocky. <laughs> I'm sorry, my man. All if right. If you want to play Division One football, I wish you all the luck, but I prefer that it was somewhere else. Um <laughs> Um, all right. With that, before we go in, in an effort to continue to shout out, uh, some, uh, some voices that are not represented on this podcast. Um, we do, uh, want to encourage people if you're looking for ways to continue to engage, uh, yourself and the movement we're finding ourselves in, um, whether you want to call that black lives matter or just, more racial justice. Um, it would encourage people to check out Emmanuel Acho's new series, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. For those who don't know, Emmanuel was a player at the University of Texas on their football team, then was with the Eagles, uh, went on to become a commentator for Longhorn Network and ESPN, has since left and is now doing this. His most recent episode is a conversation with Matthew McConaughey. Um, it is engaging and challenging and at times lighthearted, but oftentimes deep. And so um, that's just uh, one voice that we wanted to give uh, a shout out to. We would welcome recommendations for ourselves and uh, things we can highlight later on. But with that, Kevin, it's been a wonderful podcast mm-hmm. and I have nothing to say to you anymore except for go green. And uh, likewise, go white Michael Jones. <laughs> <laughs>